Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor. Hello and welcome to Harnessing Happiness with myself, Sarah J. Naylor. Thank you so much for dropping on by. I am delighted today to have the fabulous Hayley Forbes as a guest for you. Uh, she's absolutely, oh, she's a br- she's brilliant. I've had so many conversations with her, it's absolutely fab, and I'm really delighted to have her on board. So I'm going to hand over to Hayley to take centre stage to introduce herself, and then let's get chatting. Over to you, Hayley. Thanks so much for having me here, Sarah. I am excited. So yes, I am Hayley Forbes. I am a mindset and business coach, and a mum to four young children and if you can't tell by the accent I am up in Scotland. <laughs> yes it's a bit of a giveaway but then again you could be you could be elsewhere in the world of course <laughs> and uh, yes you've been uh, in, uh, experiencing some uh, some poor weather up there in Scotland as well of late haven't you? What, what's been happening? Yeah so full week with no power, no power, no heating, no running water. Luckily we've got a a fire in the house so we literally camped the six of us in the living room for a full week by the fire. Oh Um, wow. So yeah that was that was fun but (laughs) so so grateful we had that fire to keep us going. Even more grateful we've got electricity and heating and water again now though. Oh thank goodness. I mean, but with four children, that is that is a challenge. But then you're you're used to a bit of a challenge, aren't you, Hayley? <laughs> do, do do share do share with my fabulous listeners. you one of your uh, your your uh, well, I think it's great, but maybe it's crazy. Oh, maybe it's just wonderful and exciting. What did you do not long back? <laughs> There's a funny story, I'll not go into it all because it'll take too long, but essentially um, I got bit in the leg by a spider three times and I actually thought there was bed bugs, even though our mattress was only a year old. <laughs> this obviously led to the conversation of, I don't want to be in this house any longer, I think we should go travelling, Derek. <laughs> so six weeks later, giving up everything, we gave up our house, we got a storage unit, gave the rest of our things away, packed the four kids. My youngest was only seven months at the time. Oh, my gosh. In a car, and we went travelling. Oh, my word. And that was all after a spider bite. <laughs> or three. Yeah, that's, like, literally, I just need one thing to... Then I was like, that. no, there must be bed bugs. I actually got Derek to get rid of the mattress, but it was so big, he had to sew it up. Oh, my gosh. There was absolutely nothing in the mattress. <laughs> I think I was still, like postpartum baby brain only my baby was only just before six months then and then I was like well we don't have a mattress anymore oh my god may as well not stay here anymore <laughs> oh my god but that's such a big undertaking four children and what ages are they my eldest has just turned nine mm-hmm. and then I've got a six-year-old a four-year-old and a three-year-old oh my gosh so they would have been so we're going back a couple of years then so drop two years on all of those and you went where so we done Scotland first in a caravan. Then we gave up the caravan. We went down to England. We done round England. Mm. We went over to France. We done France. We went over to Belgium. We done Belgium. And then the plan was come back for a little while and then leave again. But obviously COVID hit. Yeah. 
So we temporarily went back to Fife, where we are originally from, mm-hmm. before coming up north to Aberdeenshire, where we now live. Oh my gosh. So have you got, well, I mean, obviously you're really, really busy with work and uh, you've got masses of um, exciting stuff going on, which is awesome because you work with sort of very much on the Instagram platform, don't you? Which I can't get my head around Instagram. Well, I can a little bit and then I'm going, do I really know what I'm doing? I don't know. Maybe I'll have a go. Mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, you can always find me on Instagram. It's my it's my happy place. It's my other family. What do you love about it so much? I got involved in Instagram back um in 2017 and I used it to start a mum blog page so to document sort of motherhood. Mm-hmm. And then I when I was pregnant with my fourth baby, I really really struggled in that pregnancy. Um, I was bedbound from like 19 weeks. I was oh, hospitalised wow. for 35 weeks. We had to bring the C-section early. And Instagram just became like, I had so much support, mm-hmm. but also I was really open and shared about how much I really didn't enjoy the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of mums felt that, that actually sometimes pregnancy can be a horrific time. And then afterwards, it just grew and grew, the support, the community... And then when I started my coaching business, I started a new page. So Instagram was just my, it's where I was comfortable. I know how to grow communities on there. I know how to build relationships. Ah. And that's what I've very much done in my coaching world as well. It's just genuine connection. And that's what I love. I love Mm -hmm. that when I'm on my stories talking, I'm not talking to the camera. I'm having a conversation Mm -hmm. with the person behind it. And I feel like it's like this family in this support system and I've been supported and I've been able to support people through that app so it's really close to my heart as well as I love it for business as well. Oh that's amazing so I mean as you say you sort of you you found a community and created a community because of the difficulties you were doing you were having going through pregnancy and I guess you got from other people what other people would have got from you that sort of acknowledgement that it's it's okay not for it to for it not to be all roses I mean I I mean it's a long time since I was pregnant in fact (laughs) it is 23 years ago I've only had the one he made up for half a dozen but (laughs) I I mean I had difficulties in uh, my my pregnancy I actually had parvovirus when I was pregnant um, because I had a rash and I went to the doctors and they said oh oh, there's nothing wrong nothing wrong but anyway I went for I think it was either my 16 week or 22 week scan and they, you could see all this sort of shadowing around my uh, my son's sort of vital organs, and so I was then sort of scooted off to another Birmingham hospital, and I'm in Nottingham, so because they were going to do a blood transfusion whilst my son was in the womb, so it was all quite dramatic. But I actually right. felt perfectly well within myself, even though there were all these this sort of issues. Everything was absolutely fine, and I didn't have to have that in the end anyway. But you know, it, just because you're pregnant doesn't mean it's all rosy, does it? And but you've kind of almost. And if you've got people in a community that can help you feel that you're not alone and it's okay to feel like this or it's okay to go through all these emotions, that's really important. 100%. And I think that's what I try to do on my coaching page as well. I'm so big on celebrating and milestones and abundance, but I always try to show the honest side as well. So when we lost power last week, I documented it. I still showed up, not as much, but I still showed up. And I was like, like there was this one picture that I took actually. I was celebrating a big milestone in my business and my husband bought me a bottle of champagne and a bunch of flowers. And I got a gift from one of my coaches that came in this little Tiffany box and things. So here's me, not showered for a week, (laughs) no line, 
sitting in front of this fire with my champagne and my Tiffany box. Aww. Like And I was like, that it's the duality though. And that's what I always want to show is that in the coaching world and personal development world, it can be so easy to just be, here's all the good stuff. And it gets to be good and positive most of the time but there's another side to it as well there's a side that you're exhausted or things are hard or life happens Mm -hmm. and it's I'm really passionate about showing that still so I think that's came from my mum blog page and I've brought that into my coaching page and I know it's something a lot of my followers say they're like I love that you show both sides it's like give permission to fully celebrate their wins but also be like do you know what life's a little bit not long <laughs> yeah. just now, do you know what I mean? We're, we're living here with, with no water, no heating, no yeah. nothing. And I'm still coming on and showing some gratitude, but it's not always rosies. Yeah, well, it's the authenticity, isn't it? It really is. And it's shown that you're real. Although I have to say, when I put on a post of you, I don't know, like two or three months back, and I put on the time, I was having a bit of a bad time. And usually I just post, like you say, positive stuff, because actually that's how I am like 95% of the time anyway. So I am being authentic. <laughs> I'd had a really sort of bad time. Put it on, and people go, "Are you okay? Are you, are you all right?" I had people messaging me privately. Are you sure you're okay? okay. Yes, I'm fine. I was just trying to be authentic. Oh, maybe, maybe I'll just keep with the positive stuff because that's what people expect from me. But as I say, as a rule of thumb, that's 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 who I am. But I take my hat off to you because you, the way you, you, I mean, you've got four children, and is it two or three of them that have got autism? So my two eldest sons, and they've got opposite types. So my eldest son has got more sort of classic mm-hmm. autism and uh, my six-year-old is more what used to be called Asperger's it's okay. all under the one umbrella now right. but he's he's like the opposite they're they're two opposites oh my gosh um, which is yeah, a challenge as well but yeah we've just learned to navigate it and it's mm-hmm. just their I just see it as their personality now it's just their personality and we've had to adjust how we thought we would parent based on based on that so yeah it's taught me a lot of life lessons as well well that's it isn't it I mean and and that's I'm a big not advocates the wrong word opposite of advocate I'm not really I don't like labels I really don't like labels because we are all unique individuals in our own right and whether somebody's got inverted commas sort of Asperger's or autism or something as you said it's just down to personality and it's how people experience the world and how you experience it based on your experiences to date your internal drivers and how you see and view the world and your, your influences around you and and how that impacts because we can all be in the same room and experience the same thing in completely different ways depending upon our personality types and that goes for people you know just because somebody's got autism it doesn't make them negatively wrong it just makes them different to what we've all perceived to be the norm you know I think the only problem that ever occurs is the the thought process that we should all be the same that we should all experience the same thing or a similar thing and that's where the issue is is the thought process that we're if you want to class a certain type of people as normal, less, I think, than half the world would fit into that box. <laughs> I don't think anybody yeah, would really, would they? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. But, like, what you your sort of standard and what is expected of you, I think that it's when those expectations are brought in of how someone should experience. And it's just 
social conditioning isn't it mm-hmm. there's there's so much of it and it comes into play I think even more for people with autism is that social expectation and the conditioning we have of how people should behave or react or show up in certain points yeah I mean it's interesting isn't it I mean it's a it's a whole subject oh, it's a massive subject for sort of discussion because you know who is it that sort of dictates all of these rules of how we should and we shouldn't behave in the very first instance and I've kind of like you know what it comes down to sort of clothing and what we should wear I mean who who says that women should wear pink and men should wear blue and men wear trousers and girls wear skirt who why what why it's just like no wear what you want to wear where it's about expression of the self I mean I believe we're just spirit having a human experience and the body is just a vehicle for us to have that experience in and so does it really matter how we adorn it you know, it's what makes what makes you tick at the end of the day, isn't it? And that's again we're down to personality types. We are all unique. Because I mean, crikey, if we were all the same, it would be a ruddy boring world. Totally agree. You know, well, I'm a massive rule breaker over here. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. You, I, I, I take my hat off to you again, Haley. I mean, how you do what you? I mean, I always always wanted my son in bed just so I could go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and let me breathe but you 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 just sort of allow your children to make their own decisions how how does that work I mean do talk to me more about it <laughs> yeah so we follow a parenting philosophy called radical unschooling so there's no rules it's all based on self-regulation so the kids regulate what they eat their sleep and um, what schedules they want to be on if they take part in chores or not and we it's all about parenting through boundaries and mutual respect so we all get a say as a family I essentially I treat my kids how I treat my husband my husband may argue and say I treat my children slightly better <laughs> but essentially that's there's there's not a hierarchy in the house um, and it works for us. It was a hard process to go through because we had to de-school ourselves and mm-hmm. the children to uncondition ourselves. Um, but we're sort of three and a half, four years into it now, and it's the best thing in the world. The kids are just amazing. They're so good. And my son, who needed one-to-one support in school when he was only in school for three months um, because of his autism, and need, needed flashcards to even go to the bathroom needs none of that anymore none wow. whatsoever you wouldn't even tell there's a few key markers you can still tell um it needs things like he doesn't like loud, loud noises mm-hmm. certain noises still sort of activate something on him but the majority of the time you wouldn't tell and i think it's because he feels fully in control of his own life and um yeah as i say they're food and things we're all vegan and they're totally cool with that they I don't cook six meals a day or anything, no. I cook dinner and they can eat it or not, but it's not forced. It's like, well, if you don't want it, go and help yourself to a snack. Mm-hmm. There's no, this is good food, that's bad food. You must finish your plate of food before you eat anything else. It's just all like letting them fully have full body autonomy and mm-hmm. really experience this human experience in the way that they want to and get to. So what prompted you to go down that route in the first instance and and, and then completely change the way that you you were and what inspired that? We actually moved to the house we were in at the time because of the education system because it was the catchment area to the top schools in Scotland so I was all for education, they were in lots of extracurricular activities um, and I thought that was the right thing Mm -hmm. to do because that's what society teaches you. And then my son didn't get on well at nursery. He went to 
school and he just was going downhill and he just wasn't enjoying mm-hmm. it. He was withdrawing into himself. It just wasn't good. There was a few things. I stopped him doing homework. The school weren't happy with that, but I did. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I was taking him to school one day and he says, Mummy, I have to go to school. And I says, well, everybody goes to school. He says, but why? And I was like, leave it with me, kids. <laughs> and I went to school that day and I picked him up and I was like, you don't have to go to school if you don't want to. We can homeschool you. Mm-hmm. We looked into it, had more conversations. Three weeks later, we took him out of school and I started going like traditional workbooks and things. And he's so intelligent, mm-hmm. but it was taking him like an hour to do a 10 minute task. Yeah. I'd joined some home educating groups by then and found out about something called unschooling. So, unschooling is when you, it's very child led, you don't do workbooks. Like, it's based on if they're interested in a subject, Perfect. you follow that subject. Very child led. So we started doing that and then again just through research and joining Facebook groups and things I came across Radical Unschooling which essentially is that but way more. Mm -hmm. It goes into every part of life and I just heard about this and I was like it makes so much sense. There's always been a part of me. I remember when my son was three Mm -hmm. I stopped into my mum's work. It was a weekend and um, he was due to start nursery on the Monday and she went, how are you feeling? And I was like, well, his life's over. Mm-hmm. And she went, Haley's three. <laughs> what, what do you mean, his life's over? And I says, well, that's it. It's nursery, mm-hmm. and then it's school, then it's college or university. Then it's a job until he retires, and then he's too old and tired to do anything. Like, this is my baby boy. And mm-hmm. so I've always had something in me that's felt a little bit... Um, so yeah, we as I say, we started it. None of the other kids went to nursery or school. We went travelling, and the more we lived it, the more. And at first, we had lots of people doubting us because the kids binged for the first year. They binged on snacks. They binged on everything. <laughs> oh yes, let me at it. Yes, before it's been restricted, yeah. they still think like this is going to be taken away at some point. Whereas now. It's like I was saying to one of my friends today, like for Christmas, my kids have asked for nothing. Well, my my daughter's asked for pink presents. My four-year-old's asked for cool presents. (laughs) And the older two are just like, just let Santa bring us like whatever. If he wants to get us something, he can. And I think it's because a lot of the conditioning's been unpicked and they're not in school. So it's not this pressure to Mm -hmm. like this. I don't want to say like jealousy, but it's like yeah, this, the peer pressure and that yeah, the peer pressure, mm-hmm. um, and the kids we get comments so much about how amazing the kids are, and it wasn't easy <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. But it's the best thing I've ever done, oh, and it just brilliant feels right now. Like, and I actually got a tagline for my my coaching business from I had a conversation with my husband, and um, I'd asked my son what he wants to be when he's older. And when he went away, I says, Derek, I feel horrible. I says, I've just asked him what he wants to do. And he's only like, he was like six or seven mm-hmm. at the time. And I says, I never want to ask him that again. I says, instead, I want I don't want to teach him how to work for a living. I want to teach him how to live for a mm-hmm. living and then find out how to get paid for that. And then he's nine, he codes computer games. Wow. He does YouTube videos. He edits profile pictures. He came to me the other day, I was cutting his hair. And I've never spoke to him about cryptocurrency. And he was literally like, Mum, don't you think it's crazy that in 2010, someone bought a pizza for 10,000 Bitcoin? Bet they're regretting that now. (laughs) (laughs) 
how, how do you know about Bitcoin? And he went, well, I don't really know much about it. Like, it's a cryptocurrency, but I don't know lots about it. I was like, oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> you're supporting them and you're encouraging them and allowing them to be themselves and that's one thing that I always wanted for my son as well and I it was one thing that you know my ex-husband and I sort of always agreed on we didn't want you know it was never about pushing him into anything it's about supporting him to be himself and you know I gave up I was the amount of times I was up and down to the school that's another matter altogether and eventually I did say to you know I, I sort of kept, became very hands-off with the homework stuff because it's just like Fred just you know, you know what you need to do because it was, it was, it was a, it was a battle. I wasn't worth, wasn't worth fighting. And the teachers all liked him, but he just was, he wasn't really interested. You know, and he was bored. And but he was, you know, he's got his passions, he's got his interests, and he's got his own skate clothing brand that he's developed on his own. And it's all to do with his his passions and his interests, which is what I've always supported. He's worked for his dad. He builds garden rooms. He's learned how to plaster. He's a trained plaster. So he's got practical skills but he's also got the creative side you know and he's he's learned stuff because he's interested in it and that's something I'm really passionate about when you come back to education is that children have this ability to learn these subjects but it's so maybe you need to learn maths English science whatever but you do it around the subject that you're interested in why does it have to be in a certain format if you can pick and choose modules and it's it's supported? But it's all about following your flow. It's all about following what you're passionate about. There will always be a career aligned with the things that you're interested in. And that's my big passion is <laughs> encouraging people to be their authentic, true selves and follow the flow because then that's where you, when you're happy. And actually, that brings me to my question. <laughs> what makes you a happy person, Hayley? <laughs> I'm one of these really annoying people that are just genuinely happy like 99% of the time like I wake up in the morning and I'm like singing and opening the curtains I'm like good morning I've got like (laughs) we've got a hall window so you go down our stairs a little bit then there's a window out to the back and it's beautiful because we've got a horse behind in the the field behind us now but every morning me and my daughter I'm always like good morning world it's a brand new day and like every single day we say this and she does it oh fantastic but I'd say like that comes from always I've always had something inside of me even when most of my life I was very much a people pleaser Mm -hmm. but underneath that I've always had like this passion and this I'd people please so far unless someone kind of crossed a boundary of Mm -hmm. mine or something I felt really strongly about and I've just always had this this thing of like a thirst for knowledge mm-hmm. and there's not one way to do things and there's lo- really like objective I love learning about things mm-hmm. and seeing different sides and I think when you come back to curiosity it, it changes you don't get attached to an outcome which Absolutely. is often why we get stressed or angry or so I think my happiness probably comes to my curiosity mm-hmm. of why is this situation happening or why am I feeling this way or how can we move forward from this? Absolutely. It's that, it's that internal inquiry. It's that curiosity. It's looking at things. And you you hit on a word perspective, which I'm really sort of passionate about because I coined and trademarked eight mindset, which is acceptance, perspective and energy. Because actually when you actually change the perspective of something and, and channel your energy accordingly, you know, you, you can accept what you can and you can't change is the A. And then the perspective, it, it's all about that. You know, things aren't just one way. It depends on how you look at it. And there's so many different degrees of looking at something. And you can always find, I believe, a positive in something. Even in a negative situation, there will be something positive if you choose to look for it. I mean, 
you know you can't force that upon anybody it's up to people individually but i i'm a wholehearted supporter of that and, and that curiosity because that is just you know you have an inquiring mind as you say you can reflect back on yourself go well, actually why have i got that result what do i need to do differently how how did that no let's change that i'll <laughs> do something different to get a different outcome so, so how have you used your positive mindset then to um you know overcome challenging situations in your life i mean the stuff that you've obviously referred to i mean you've obviously pivoted and changed and and, and completely reworked how you educate your children which is awesome but have there been any, has there been anything else that's been specifically sort of challenging apart from you know all the other things you've mentioned <laughs> yeah so i think two things for me spring to mind and one is um probably financial struggle and where we grew up we grew up in um not a great council estate so mm. they actually had to change the name of the street we lived in because even homeless people wouldn't go and oh live in that gosh it wasn't it wasn't the best so it was getting through that and I remember times of just still being in gratitude and I say that to my husband like there was times when we had to choose between if you mm -hmm. eat or you put gas you put heat into the flat we were in and it was very much still going through and believing that the possibility was like I always say come back to gratitude but believe yeah. that there's a better future mm -hmm. possible and that's something I've always done so we were I was pregnant mm -hmm. and I remember we lived in this like tiny little ground floor flat there was like mold in the, oh the walls it was great um, and I was at college studying and I took on a part-time job and I let I got let go from the job just before I'd earned enough to get maternity so I was like oh. this new baby was coming my husband was also at college and worked part-time oh, wow. and I remember I covered up my bump because mm -hmm. I was seven months pregnant and I went and got a job in a chip shop and I worked literally after college oh, like wow. I was nearly born mm -hmm. so just that but again coming back to that's not I know so many people have got it worse than that so it's mm. grateful for we even had a house yeah. and grateful for we've even got this opportunity to choose between going and buying food or having heating in the house so I think that that mindset mm. really helped me move forward and push past what could have been a very different path mm -hmm. and then the next one for me is health so I've got a health condition called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome mm -hmm. I used to be on like 30 to 40 meds a day oh for it oh my gosh still couldn't get under control and then it's ruined my stomach so I've got ulcers and oh. the stomach linings eroded and things so I now can't have any painkillers oh hey and that's about four years ago so I had to learn how to cope still being in the same amount of pain without any pain meds oh my and gosh and it's a condition that the doctor said like by the time you're 50 you'll be in a wheelchair and it's going to get worse and I remember I used to sit and like struggle and be in pain mm -hmm. and really let my mind get carried away with that and then I just one day I was like I can't do this anymore like I'm not going to let this dictate my life mm -hmm. and I don't believe now I will be in a wheelchair by the time I'm 50 mm -hmm. but if that is going to be the case I'm going to live my life to the fullest first yeah so it was a mindset massively I'd done different things as well it's one of the reasons why we went vegan we went vegan and gluten-free um I changed up how I was exercising brought in a lot of mindset a lot of mm -hmm. wellness as well so I think it's accumulation of like everything but it really was mindset I joined a Facebook group for women that had what I've got mm -hmm. and 
I remember saying to my husband, like, I feel seen. People get it yeah. because it's an invisible illness. So I was like, people finally get it. But I actually started to spiral downwards in my mind because it was validating yes. how I yeah. felt. And I was going into victim mode. Mm-hmm. And I actually ended up coming... It was the day I came out of that group that I decided, I was like, no, this isn't happening. Mm-hmm. I'm pushing the opposite way now. Yeah, yeah. And I see now how that's made me so resilient mm-hmm. and it's made me so um like even when I, I had my last baby as I say the pregnancy was horrific and that part of the reason was that right. my hips were completely split and everything mm-hmm. and I remember so I'd, obviously I had had a c-section she was a c-section and afterwards the doctor was like okay we can let you go home but there's no pain meds we can give you because you can't have oral pain meds and I was like I feel amazing I says the amount of pain I've been in for the last nine months carrying this baby oh my gosh yes having a c-section make like I feel amazing just now <laughs> and it's it's not hell it's not the best way to build up resiliency no. <laughs> tolerance for pain and things but I can see actually how everything I've been through and using my mindset to overcome mm-hmm. and move past those things has made me who I am today and so empathetic towards other people in any situation and so grateful for like the smallest things ever so Mm -hmm. even last week when I lost the power I was like I felt so grateful probably the most I've ever been in my life because I was like that we're all safe yeah we're alive we've got this fire and also like when the power and electricity came back on I'm like we've got running water like we were literally like turning all the lights on and like my husband and my kids were putting the hot water tap on and they're like this is amazing but that's I think you, I mean it's the gratitude to me that keeps coming through Hayley you, you whatever life throws at you 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 are still looking at the positive you are grateful you you know you are authentic and you know it's oh crikey I mean I don't know what what the sort of the condition you know what what it is that 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 condition is that you've got what that actually means that you could probably explain in a moment but it's that gratitude that you show for everything and then you've also hit on another really important thing now that's mindset it's how we ex- how we think about something is how we is I mean I always think that life's an illusion of our own creation it's how what we think is and what we project is what we what we attract back in and actually you know if you become that victim and that that is all that you actually end up being isn't it whereas actually if you show that gratitude and that appreciation and as you said oh god all that pain I was in I'm actually feeling so much better now you know it's so you're constantly focusing on the good stuff so you you, that's what you get back as well but but what what is it what does that condition mean Ehlers-Danlos syndrome hypermobility type or it's sometimes known as joint hypermobility syndrome so it's a connective tissue disorder mm-hmm. and essentially um I like all my joints and all my muscles are too lax mm-hmm. so it's my muscles my whole muscles even like my eyes my insides everything has to overwork mm-hmm. just to try and stabilize me so it means okay. like everything in my body's loose mm-hmm. and there's no support so I'd have to work out with the gym like five times a week just to have the normal stability of someone that never works out and it leads to things like sublocations and dislocations for me just now so it causes stomach problems as well Mm -hmm. so I've got really bad stomach problems and then um, I've got tendonitis carpal tunnel and I've got two slip discs in my back just now as well because it just it's not the condition itself it's a problem it's the what your body mm-hmm. it causes in your body because of that. So it causes so much. Basically, there's no support and everything's overworked. So you feel 
a lot more tired as well mm-hmm. because your body's constantly overworking and even things like like if I go shopping to the supermarket, the amount of times like a sublet, I'm really lucky I don't get a lot of dislocations. Mm-hmm. Some people suffer really badly with dislocations, but I get a lot of sublocations. So it's like halfway to a dislocation, but it goes back in itself. Mm-hmm. The amount of times I'll be in the supermarket and I bend down to get something and my knee will just go. Or oh. like when I'm pushing the prams, like my wrist will go and things like that. So I used to have crutches, I used to have splints, I used to be all taped up and things. Oh my gosh. And I'm not anymore. Wow. And it's not it's not that it's bad or anything. Some people need it and I used to need it, but I also knew that when I was over supporting my body, it's like this vicious cycle of the best thing to do is to exercise and stabilize and do what you can. Mm -hmm. But when you're in that much pain, it's really hard to Mm -hmm. do. But long term, that's just going to make it worse. Like letting other things do all the work for you. So again, it's it's mindset Mm -hmm. of going through the short term discomfort to see that long term gain at the back of it. Yes. Yeah. So did did with with the exercise but also changing your diet has that really made a difference then? So much. Yeah. So much because they especially so as I say we're vegan and gluten free but especially dairy and gluten mm-hmm. causes inflammation in the body. Uh-huh. And that caught like my body gets inflamed so easily because it's under so much stress and so much pain. So that's helped with the inflammation in my body lots. It's helped with a lot of my stomach issues. Um, I've also got endometriosis and it's helped that. So I don't suffer as badly with that anymore. Um, and I know my diet could still improve. Mm-hmm. There's so many amazing, <laughs> yummy vegan food available now, like vegan galaxy chocolate. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so I could definitely get one of my goals is to go more sort of whole food yes. plant-based. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a, a drastic change. My husband, he's he's uh, following the same diet and so is my kids and they all transitioned really mm-hmm. easily as well. That's amazing. So, you, I mean, you've had some incredible life changes, haven't you? And, and challenges and stuff like that. It's... It's amazing that you're so positive and so grateful. <laughs> it's just brilliant. You're it's a real inspiration and really, 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 truly are. Um, so, you know, what sort of top tips? I mean, you, we've discussed so much and so much has been shared and I'm hoping that the listeners have heard and that there's been so much they've gleaned already. But, you know, what top tips would you say for anybody to harness happiness in their life? Gratitude. Mm-hmm. Gratitude always. Like, But it's sort of one foot in gratitude, one foot in desire. So it's not staying so it's consistently growing so consistently having a growth mindset Mm -hmm. of knowing that you can create any life you want we we all can Mm -hmm. and I 100% believe that that we can create any life that we want but it's not about being so goal focused or goal driven that you're not present in this moment so it's that mix though because if you get too present in the moment you can get stuck here Mm -hmm. and then you're not growing so you don't have that that desire that drive when you wake up in the morning but it's not focusing so much on goals that you lose track of enjoying and being happy in your life right now so I'd say it's a constant mix of and it's like the work together Mm -hmm. it's not one or the other it's eternally grateful for everything you have right now while absolutely believing and knowing that your desires are are attainable Mm -hmm. and you get to have it all now but you get to have more of it all in the future as well. 
Oh, that's great. I really love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like having that bigger picture that you, you've got something that's sort of driving you and motivating you. Like you get in the car. If you, you get in the car, you need to know where you're going when you get in the car and drive. <laughs> Otherwise, you just sit in the car park, don't you, on the drive. <laughs> but yeah, it's absolutely knowing where. So having something to motivate you to do it, but actually, as you say, being appreciative of where you are and everything's you know great where it is. However, you know, I'd like to be able to do that and I can do that. It's just how it all, having that appreciation and manifestation and actually having that intention because actually once you know what it is you want to achieve, you recognise the opportunities that come in and actually you can manifest those in as well as as long as you've got that sort of clear, clear intention. Oh, wow, Hayley, I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> it's fascinating. Thank you so, so much for sharing so much today. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. So how do people get in touch with you if they actually want to uh, to speak to you or contact you? Because obviously you've mentioned Instagram a few times. Is that the best place for you? Always. So I am. I have got a website and I've got an email address and I'm on Facebook, but Instagram is just, I'm always on there. So yeah, it's Hayley Forbes Coaching on Instagram and that is the best place and it's me. I don't have anybody else running it for me. <laughs> so if you message me on there, it will be me on the other side of it. So yeah, definitely if anybody wants to chat more or connect, that's the best place to get me. Oh, that's absolutely awesome. Thank you so much again. As I say, it's been an absolute pleasure pleasure uh, and thank you for listening uh, this has been myself sarah jane naylor at harnessing happiness if you've enjoyed this episode please do rate review subscribe follow do whatever it is let's spread happiness globally yes until next time thank you so much for listening and thank you again Haley. thank you so much for having me on it's been amazing thanks for listening to the harnessing happiness podcast with sarah jane naylor if you took value from the content please follow the show on your podcast app and to find out more about sarah's ape mindset visit sarahjnaylor.com that's sarahjnaylor.com